Hey there, Brianne here, and welcome to another episode of the People Engineer Podcast. Today, we'll be diving into what I'm currently, I guess, facing, struggling, been having conversations with about, um, and funny enough, today's Tuesday, so I know my usual uh, posting date is Monday, but I've been trying to cram and get stuff in before I actually uh, start hopping on planes starting tomorrow. So um, yeah, we're just doing what we can here and moving right along. Um, but funny enough, I sat down and did a meditation right before this, and I was trying to see like what topic again would kind of follow the goal setting. Um, and in between kind of my first guest that I'll be recording this weekend with, um, and it just kind of came to me. So I'll kind of in a summary, um, talk about what that uh, meditation session was. Uh, but it was kind of thinking about living with an open heart, uh, especially those who, you know, we find to be quote unquote difficult people or people we don't, you know, relate to or just have difficulties being with, working with, talking to, <laughs> having a relationship with moving forward. Um, and so the three things that, um, again, through the Calm app today in today's meditation was um, a mantra of, may I be happy? May I have a peaceful heart? May I embody love and kindness? I'll say that again. May I be happy? May I have a peaceful heart? May I embody love and kindness? And so even just saying that, you know, got my my eyes all welled up. Um, and then even more so, again, throughout the, the and it's only a 10-minute session, uh, again, through the Calm app, but then you kind of talk, thought about the person you love most and that brings you the most warmth and joy and just thinking about their presence, like you can't help but smile. Um, and granted, I thought about, you know, three to five different people who they are for me um, and then say that to them, right? You know, may you be happy. May you have a peaceful heart and may you embody love and kindness. Um, and it's pretty easy, right? You really want what's best for someone when you love them wholeheartedly and, you know, fully. And then the last part was obviously a lot more difficult, uh, but then thinking about those people, um, you know, they said one person, but I have a slew of names right now that it's just no matter what I do, no matter what effort I put forward, um, you know, they just seem to not like me or to have a problem with me. And I've, you know, I feel like I've tried, especially some of these people for years, you know, like I, I don't know what else to do or what better I can do or change and shift. And um, granted, we're not meant to mesh with everyone, and that's okay. Not everyone's going to like you. Um, but to even think and wish those three things for them, right? May you be happy to the person who's causing you frustration. Um, may you have a peaceful heart to the person that you just feel is like ugly and rude and condescending. Um, and may you embody love and kindness to the person that, again, you've gotten nothing but, you know, disgusting, mean, ugly. Um, you know, just, just rude comments or actions or, you know, they're after you or they just feel like they're attacking you, um, you know, every which way. So it was really interesting because it got me thinking, um, first and foremost, uh, right off the top of my head, I just thought like, yeah, there's just so many people, um, grant, Granted, excuse me, I tend to not have any kind of issues with customers in the past. Um, and that's what started making me think like, wow, I've never really had a customer. It's been more of a peer or a coworker or even bosses um, to where I thought I felt like this is something we don't talk about in the workplace. Um, maybe you, you know, may have this with your family issues. And granted, we all kind of have a family member we don't click with or someone who's nothing but drama or, you know, negative Nancy. Um, but 
coming from a place of the work side is that something I think we hadn't, uh, I guess, dove. Yeah, we haven't dove into that yet this year uh, for episode two. Um, and so, like I said, I was thinking about my customers, and then it was more so again, oh, what coworkers? This seems to be more of a thing, or um, again, peers, um, or even bosses, right? So, um, I kind of wanted to walk through even some of my bosses, and you know, not to call anyone out. I obviously won't drop names, um, but there is going to be some type of you know clash of personalities or even misunderstandings, um, you know our bosses and I'll even be again kind hearted and say like you know not everyone is perfect so like they're human they have their own insecurities or frustrations or their own personal lives that they're sorting through so um I know it's always just kind of that oh that's just my boss and people roll their eyes uh but for me as you all know like I want to be sure that I'm doing everything I can to make sure my team is successful that you know if if I can make my boss look good like then I, we're all winning right so it's not so much as I've ever felt the need to disobey my boss or be, you know, rebel against them or it's, you know, me versus them. Um, funny enough, in every job that I've had, I've highly respected my bosses. Um, you know, I admired most of them, especially from the beginning. You know, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm still looking forward to this job, to this role, to this department. Um, you know, I, I've just always been really excited and, and have loved everything that I've done. Um, and it wasn't until I want to even say like, one boss that I actually just kind of lost respect for because um, I feel like and he had a higher expectation and was pushing us and, you know, um, kind of scold us. But yet, you know, whenever we were there late, he was nowhere to be found. Um, so that was the kind of thing where I was like, man, it's kind of one thing to, you know, I just feel like a leader should be leading from the front rather than, you know, sitting behind and kind of um, enjoying the spoils of his team and, you know, all the hard work we were putting in. Uh, but again, other than that, for again, all the jobs, departments, industries I've worked in, I've absolutely loved and again, truly admired my bosses. Um, I will say that there's one boss actually, when I had first started my, I guess, official engineering career after I graduated, um, that she and I just didn't mesh well. Um, obviously as most entry level engineers, it's my one big thing of advice, uh, is, you know, like slow down. I know you're excited and you feel like, oh, I'm armed and ready to solve all the problems. <laughs> um, but she didn't have, uh, I guess the parenting, I'll say it like that, the parenting that I needed uh, to understand where I was coming from, or maybe to give me smaller projects. So I felt like I was moving forward or making, you know, improvements. Um, and it was much more of a, well, we're not there yet. And, you know, you're thinking too big and that's going to cost too much money. So like, I felt like everything I was suggesting or moving towards or wanting to, to build or support or do was just always a no. And it was always a no. And it wasn't ever a conversation. It was more so of, again, and, and I'm sure she had all the reasonings that, you know, it made perfect sense in her mind but she didn't make it a point to communicate that to me. So in hindsight, I just, um, I will say that I was like the annoying kid of, uh, and I was a kid, <laughs> I still am, uh, of just asking, well, why? Or would you mind explaining? Or um, can you give me a better understanding? And so I think with her objection to, you know, all the newness that I was wanting to bring and to the team, to our department, to our group, to our, um, you know, people. And it wasn't thinking that she hated me. It was just like our styles did not mesh. And so thankfully my supervisor, um, who wasn't my supervisor at the time, but she was kind of like, I can't manage her. Like you need to step in and help with this. <laughs> um, so I ended up getting a supervisor through this, um, 
I guess, growing process of our department. Um, and he was very much, you know, much more of, again, like a father figure to me to where he was able to listen and hear me out and, you know, kind of based off the situation that he understood and knew where we we were in, uh, obviously he was much more tied into management, then he would kind of be able to give me again, these smaller doses or, you know, pilot projects. Okay. Well, if you have this idea or you're thinking this improvement, um, you know, let's try this. And then from that, we can build a business case. And, you know, he was very much again, like my coach, a mentor, again, like kind of like my work dad, if you will, to kind of help me, um, hold my hand, walk me through that. Um, rather than me just kind of, you know, be like a ping pong all over the place. Um, so it was just really interesting, again, because at first I just felt like, why does this lady hate me? Or like, what does she have against me? Like, you know, I, I'm hired and I'm excited and I want to help. And it was just this, um, I want to say friction, right? Um, there are other there are other bosses too of even just identifying like they see the potential in you or they may see themselves in you or you know you may be further along than where we they were so there could be an opportunity for them to be threatened um again there is just the opportunity to misunderstand each other um especially with a generation a difference that's now there. Um, I'm a millennial, you know, proud, happy, and uh, not really to, again, put ourselves in boxes, but even just like, you know, how I react and my, you know, kind of go to and just try it out. Um, and we'll see how it works. Um, tactics isn't okay with a lot of people. They want, you know, a full blown plan. They want, um, you know, to have everything like out and what are the details and what's plan B and what's, you know, the risk assessment afterwards, or <laughs> the risk mitigation plan. Um, and for me, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll get there. Right. Like, well, let's, let's try. I'm a quick, I'm a quick, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't know, a quick start. There you go. Um, and so I just want to start and like see and, you know, trial and error. And that's how I learn. Uh, that's actually how I take action. Whereas other people, again, would hash out the details. They need a full, you know, informational packet session, bullet points, <laughs> um, you know, Gantt chart. And that's just not my style. That's not my personality. Um, and again, I feel like those that are much more, again, grew up in a technological era, uh, of being having to be agile, right? That's why it's such a big deal doing quick pilots, doing quick turnarounds, you know, trial and error because you learn from that. That's how we build and grow. And um, anyway, so it's just really interesting because that was just, again, in hindsight, such a huge deal. Um, as well as, you know, sometimes I've just felt like they didn't personally like me. Like they just didn't like me. Um, they didn't like what I was doing. They didn't like what I stood for. Um, obviously, I'm very passionate about sharing my story, what I'm learning, um, just my experiences in general, because again, I just feel like so many of us feel alone or frustrated in what we're going through and nobody else comes out and says it like, hey, this sucks. <laughs> this is like complete got out of me doing what I'm doing or you know, feeling what I'm feeling. Um, so yeah, I have a podcast. Yes, I post on Instagram. Yes, I'm like, you know, I have scheduled things like for social media, LinkedIn. Um, and that's something that, you know, uh, I, I've struggled with in the past too, especially again, and I'll, I'll throw that the label out there of being a millennial because, you know, I see myself as a full person. I don't see, you know, a work-life balance. I see, you know, a work-life harmony. So Granted, I've been very respectful of my bosses. Like I'll ask um, my bosses and their bosses and senior management of, you know, hey, like I really enjoy like going and giving talks. Like it gives me life to like share what we do here and being an engineer. And, you know, if I can share pictures, like please let me know what I can or cannot do because this is a big part of who I am, you know, my whole mission and vision and purpose and legacy in life. 
And um, especially in corporate America, um, you know, like I said, obviously it's different for a nonprofit or different for, um, you know, for the military. Uh, but again, just kind of understanding what those boundaries were. And, you know, I, I don't mind exploring all of those boundaries. And I think, again, it's very difficult when it's someone so extroverted, so go, go, go like myself, where they just feel like, are you doing work? Like, you know, you called in sick, but yet you were this event later um, that day. And it's certain things where, again, I just felt like, you know, nobody else has any other issue if someone has to go out and take care of their sick kid. Or um, again, no one else is really, you know, looking at anyone else's Instagram or Facebook. Uh, but because again, I've, I've chosen to be open and, you know, share my my journey, my life and hoping that it's supporting of others. It definitely comes with a, a strong opposition. Uh, I won't lie. Um, I've had, you know, bosses like really get upset with me because I did call in sick, um, you know, and I definitely did have a migraine for good 12 hours. So, you know, from seven to seven and then went to a, you know, scholarship event on behalf of, again, a, you know, ship event or a chapter. Um, and granted, I was only there for 30 minutes, but because we took a picture and, you know, um, it, it showed up or I posted, you know, celebrating what had happened. Um, it's those type of things where, again, it's not that I ever felt I necessarily have to explain myself. Um, in the end, it's just been those type of things where it really hurts my feelings. You know, why couldn't you just understand that this is who I am, that this is a passion of mine, that, you know, this, this is Brianne, like, you know, just simply doing this and being there for other people. And um, again, it's been very difficult for some bosses to do that. Um, other people, I feel like they're just straight out to get me and they don't have to be a boss. They could, again, be a coworker. There's been um, people in other departments that, again, I've bent over backwards to help them, to support them. Hell, I've stayed, you know, hours a day just to document their processes or help them sort through, you know, whatever mess that they have. Um, I've even worked on, on my own, you know, personal projects to help make their jobs or lives or departments or efficiencies better. Um, and, you know, not, not even that I expected a thank you, but uh, I definitely didn't expect you to turn around and try to throw me under the bus or like blame me when we found, you know, this hole or a project that was needed or falling behind schedule. And um, there is, again, there are just people out there that aren't happy that no matter what you do, what you say, how you try to help, uh, like they're not going to like you. And, um, other people, again, like they're struggling with their own demons and they just feel like, well, if I can make these other people feel shittier or, you know, feel less than, um, then, you know, it makes me feel better. It kind of, you know, boosts their self-esteem or I can't even speak to that because it's just, I, I've just experienced it and it's very shitty, uh, to say the least of it. Uh, and even on that note, I guess kind of the third point of even just having entitled people in your life, um, whether it be coworkers or, um, Again, it's people in your personal life. I once dated a guy who literally thought that he was better than everyone else. Um, and, you know, just to be put in the same bucket or in the same sentence as someone else as a comparison was just like so beneath him. Um, and I just thought it was the craziest thing. Like, well, you don't know what this other person has to offer. Um, sure, maybe they don't have a college degree or a PhD or they're, you know, don't have all these accolades, but that doesn't diminish like their experience or what they can bring to the table. Um, and it's very interesting because even now in the diversity space, um, as much as we see people trying to fight, um, the, you know, the good fight and stand up for what we what we believe and know to be true now, um, there are people who like <laughs> still go after each other or, um, you know, well, who are you to, to speak on this? Um, and it's just, it's very, I don't want to say ironic, but um, it's it's very interesting <laughs> to experience that. 
of, um, you know, I, it doesn't need to be my face on there, but I just want the work, the conversations to be had. Um, and other people feel again, well, who are you to be having those conversations? Who are you to be leading these? Um, and so again, it's just, it's very interesting, uh, because we're all here to help. I think, you know, overall everyone, you know, feels secure and, wonderful and good when whatever it is your job is doing, that outcome, that project, um, that deliverable ends up helping someone, um, whether it be your customers, whether it be an internal um, customer or or even your own department, right? Something as simple as creating a structure and helping be more efficient is something I'm like super passionate about. Like that, hell, I started a whole consulting firm just on that. Um, So it's just Another thing, again, of just being aware of entitled people, again, coworkers, family, friends, um, and more so, one, I want to say being compassionate and empathetic um, rather than, oh, you're just so judgy and you're an ugly person or, you know, you're evil. Really come from a place of just love and understanding. And, you know, in the last one, like I was talking about, just being simply being a pillar, right, of I want to be so solid and strong in who I am, no matter the outcomes of or, you know, what everyone else puts on me or wants to throw my way, like I'm strong. And so I think when those people too, is just, you have to not necessarily feel sorry for them, but you want to come of, again, like that wishing them well, like, Hey, I'm, I'm so sorry that, you know, you feel the need to be ugly or to cut me off or, you know, to, to feel like I'm not worthy. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, because, you know, that's such an unfortunate place to be coming from, um, again, for someone to have I want to say like an ugly heart or a hurt or wounded heart that that's their responses, um, you know, to just anyone in general, much less yourself. Um, and then also the last part, again, that I even just have notes here of is people that are throwing people under the bus um, of, again, being aware that this is a thing. This is a, a real deal. Um, again, corporate America, private, public sectors, anything, everything. Um, again, there are just people that don't work well with others. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously important to have the whole, be a whole person, be a very round developed person of, you know, personal, professional and the leadership side, and even not leadership of having to lead other people, but leadership of having ownership of who you are and what you bring to the table. Um, and that own accountability, again, just being on a part of a team, it's not all about, you know, the, the one individual it's about, you know, the best outcome of the people the ideas, the experiences that are in the room. Um, and so I've experienced, like I mentioned earlier, being thrown under the bus by people, um, again, simply because they didn't like me or they didn't like my idea um, or they just simply didn't understand it. And um, so to me, again, taking control of what you can. So I document galore. Uh, most of my meeting minutes uh, are almost like kind of a court reporter um, because I capture, you know, person A said this, person B um, rejected this part of it, but was okay with this. Person C had suggested a middle solution, um, and person A totally rejected the middle solution. And, you know, I just, for my own record keeping, um, and a way to go back and, you know, I want to say remind myself of that conversation or what actually transpired is simply just keeping those documents. So again, I will praise uh, OneNote <laughs> for days uh, because it really helped me get structure to that rather than just having Word documents or Excel sheets. Um, and so something that simple of, again, just taking your own record. Um, it was even so bad when I was in the manufacturing plant that, you know, I literally had to print out, this is the agreement like we're, that we're taking forward. Um, I suggested this. We agreed that this was a budget saving. Um, at, overall, we're going to have to do this much of an investment. And this was the overall timeline. 
you did acknowledge that we would move forward if or when the timeline slipped, um, you know, but if we don't meet these deadlines, you know, and we would kind of outline what was their responsibility, what was my responsibility, what was something we all needed to come together and kind of those milestone dates that needed to be met. Granted, like any other project, right, there's scope creep, there's um, timeline moving back, milestones miss. And so, again, just having to have that in writing because it, I had been burned so many times, it was, you know, just incredibly unfortunate that I couldn't rely on my teammates, my, my own coworkers, granted in different departments, but my own coworkers to have my back because they were just so quick um, to point fingers and, and blame people. It was, you know, it's, it's very sad to think about. But again, that's what I'm saying is simply just taking control of what you can. You know, people may think you're crazy if again, you have these like kind of formal documents, but you're saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm looking out for all of us. This is a document that will keep us accountable. Um, it shows senior management, obviously, that we take it serious, again, of what we're doing or what we're trying to achieve. And then that, when, uh, that way everyone understands if or when something slips or, you know, hey, I sent you that meeting request, you know, three times and it, you, you never replied or I, I rescheduled and, you know, we, we missed the decision to even move forward with everything else there's that uh, opportunity to really just hold ground for everyone else rather than it become a blame game or, again, the opportunity for someone to throw you under the bus. Um, at this point, I've just had to learn to be CYA. Um, and even to this point, I still feel like I'm such a openly trusting person. I want to have open conversations. I'd hope like, you know, our conversation over lunch, you know, holds is steadfast enough, you know, from our, you know, woman to woman or woman to man conversations of, you being true to your word, you know, you gave me an agreement. We have, you know, we exchanged ideas and we came to a solution. But then, you know, two weeks later, um, when we bring it up in a meeting, you say, oh, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Or, you know, th we, there's no way I would have agreed to that, you know, is to me, again, very hurtful. I took the time out of my day. I made it a point to give you a pitch. Like, you know, it, it's just, it's, um, it's very sad, quite frankly, that people aren't people of their word anymore. Um, and that's one issue, but another is that we are so fast. Um, we are so, you know, half paying attention and multitasking that when someone tells you critical information or even, um, again, has this conversation with you, come to that agreement, sometimes people just forget. Um, and that's again, the, the kind of silly, crazy, disappointing part, um, of, again, I, I've had to do damage control, uh, because I had asked for help again for a business proposal or support. Um, for approval that I was working on. And, you know, someone just happened to have a side conversation with someone else and it went up the chain. And then um, before I knew it, you know, something else was getting called. And my boss was like, hey, what the heck is going on with this? And why didn't I know about this? And, you know, I'm asking, being asked all these questions. And I'm like, well, hell, I wasn't even ready for that. Like I was gathering all the data and the information to make my business case. Um, but because again, it got leaked <laughs> before anything was ready. Like I couldn't even answer those questions yet. Um, and so it's those type of things. Like I said, this I laugh because it's happened multiple times um, and I'm trying to, you know, better learn um, who, what, when and where to trust people or to give that information. Um, I feel like, again, I'm very adamant about being uh, very explicit about the purpose, the plan, uh, you know, kind of just overall what the idea is or what and why I'm, I'm needing this or moving forward or not or whatever. Uh, but again, we just have to be very patient right? Be come from a place of love and understanding, empathy and compassion, rather than automatically jumping on the, you know, I want to say just finger wagging or finger pointing uh, train of saying, you did this on purpose, or, you know, why are you out to get me? Or, 
Um, you know, oh, they just hate me. Um, and I feel like, again, it's so easy to make up these negative stories. And, and granted, that may be the answer for these people, but there's also three or four, five other opportunities. Um, and so, again, just simply coming from a place of understanding, slowing down, really going out of your way to verify or um, make sure that you make yourself clear. Hey, this is what my expectations are. Let me know if this is on point. Um, if there's something you don't agree with, like I'm happy to discuss. I think a lot of times people are very afraid to have confrontational conversations. Um, with for me, uh, I even feel like I'm an engineering. I'm like, no, like let's just let's like duke it out, right? <laughs> um, whether it's being emotional or addressing the elephant in the room, I actually enjoy those conversations because I help. I feel like it helps us all move forward. You know, so much more together on the same page. Um, but again, when those kind of tough conversations happen have the documentation, have the, hey, at the at the end of our conversation, you know, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you, again, you digging deep or, you know, um, addressing maybe these mishaps and then having an outline of this is what I understood. This is what I, I you know, I'm expecting to do moving forward. And again, this is anything from, again, your bosses, um, people that you feel like are, you know, just kind of attacking you. Um, sometimes it is, again, just having a man to man conversation or woman to man or woman to woman. And, you know, just say like, hey, I feel like, you know, sometimes you're not on my team or I feel like, you know, you have an issue with me. Is, is there something I did wrong? Is there something I can do better? Um, or, you know, even say like, hey, you haven't replied to my email, right? I've sent you a meeting, meeting invite. Is it a bad time for you? Um, again, rather than kind of, again, just to reiterate of, of taking that, you know, me, 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 you know, you hate me. <laughs> I did something wrong. Um, really just take time to hear them out and ask for their time, ask for them to, you know, be willing to, um, you know, just invest the time and energy uh, to have that discussion with you because it may just be a misunderstanding. It may just, again, be that simple or it was missed or, you know, in the outbox, I can't even tell you how many dang things were just stuck in my outbox and never <laughs> made it. Um, but it's those type of things. Um, and, uh, one big thing I really wanted to kind of cover too is if you're looking for this type of conversations or how to even work better with people, a huge book that was monumental for me was Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, and funny enough, it says the only book you need to lead to success. Um, so it's just really interesting because he even talks again about like, you know, everyone's need to feel important, how to get people interested. Um, a sure way of making enemies and how to avoid it. Um, and then even at the end, he just talks about like how to be a leader. And so it was just really interesting because, um, and I'll just read off them really quickly. I think there's nine principles. Um, but in a nutshell, you know, a leader's job often includes changing your people's attitude and behavior. Some suggestions to accomplish this is principle one, being, begin with praise and honest appreciation. Two, uh, call attention to people's mistakes indirectly. Principle three, talk about your own mistakes before criticizing the other person. Principle four, ask questions instead of giving direct orders. Principle five, let the other person save face. Number six, raise the slightest improvement and praise every improvement. Be hearty in your uh, approbation and lavish in your praise. So just really. Um, Having again, just just praising people, and I just I can't help but smile with that one. Uh, principle seven: Give the other person a fine reputation to live up to. Principle eight: Use encouragement. Make the fault seem easy to correct. 
And principle nine, make the other person happy about doing the thing you suggest. And so, again, that's just one section. And that's just the be a leader part that, again, really stuck out to me. And um, again, that book is just full of amazing nuggets. Um, again, the, the one big takeaway for me was just um, make everyone feel important, right? Everyone in the world that has a pulse, um, you know, wants to feel some type of importance in the world. And um, simply just being able to say and know someone's name is a sense of importance that, again, you will take time to learn and say their name, even if it's difficult, even if it takes you, you know, 10 times and they correct you and walk you through it. The fact that you're putting in that investment to simply call them by what their name is goes a long way. Um, and again, the book is just full, full of amazing things. So I hope this podcast was helpful. Like I said, it was just kind of some things I had been thinking about reading back in old journal entries of, again, noticing within the different contexts of, again, different bosses or miscommunications um, or even just struggling with difficult people um, and kind of working through that. Um, again, I always obviously want to come from a place of love and light and laughter. Um, and so, again, those three um, I was going to say mantras through the um, practice today for meditation. May I be happy. May I have a peaceful heart. And may I embody loving kindness. I wish for yourself, for everyone else out there, for anyone that's struggling. Um, and so with that, I will wrap up and I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Um, much love and many, many graces and blessings. I'll check y'all later. Bye-bye.